Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to see another day, uh, another day we've never seen, Father God. And we thank you for the strength that you're going to give us to make it through the day. We thank you for the love and the mercy and grace that you give us every single day to endure the hardships of, of the day. Father God, we, we put everything before you right now. We ask you to help us concentrate on the devotion, whether we're reading it or whether we're um, hearing it. We ask you to give us peace in our mind, peace in our situations in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. Um, verse of the day is Isaiah 43 and 1. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name. You are mine. That's powerful. Makes me feel good to know that we are God's um, topic. Our maker knows us. Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause behind each affirmation to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm not fearful. I'm not worried. I'm redeemed. I'm called by God. Fear is a spirit that can latch onto us at any time. When it does, you can guarantee that your mind will start to wonder and will cause you to lose your ground in God if you're not staying saturated in the Word of God. If you're not connecting with God daily, fear will send us in a whirlwind if we allow it. We have to find some way to disconnect from fear. The enemy wants us to fear us, the fear as a way to keep us bound and tied into his ways and tied into a mindset that we won't ever be free or that fear has more of a hold in our life than God. And that's far from the truth. When we walk in God, that's where freedom is. And when we walk in a light, fear has no place. It must leave. Psalms 103, 103, 103, know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and sheep of his pasture. God made us. He knows what we will fear. What was, what would we say? Because he's our maker and we are his people. We are his. When we belong to Christ, we never have to fear anything at all because whatever it is seen and unseen, he will keep us like sheep in a pasture. When we hear from the story when we hear about the story of the Israelites and how they built an idol while Moses is up on the mount, we immediately get upset and we say, how dare they? But fear drove them to build this idol. They went from seeing Moses every day to not seeing him because he was gone for 40 days and fear settled in. They didn't have the comforts of what they had in Egypt. Hence, they built comfort. They built something they can see, and sometimes we allow fear to settle in because we can't see our future. We build, build these comforts around things we can keep bare, and, and here, we build these comforts around things we can have here and now. Exodus 32 and 1, when the people saw that Moses was so long and coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for the fellow Moses who bought us out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. See, they went, they wanted an idol that would be there and go before them. Sometimes we want things we can place in a high standing in our life. We make whatever we can above us so we can have something to look forward to. But we forget that God should be the only person we look forward for. And God should be the only person, only God we need and see. Don't allow fear to conquer you in this way and consume you where you forget who you were meant to serve, which is God. Fear 
somehow can make us do irrational things. Psalms 34, 4-5, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their face shall never be shamed. When we tell God our fears, when we tell God how we feel, he does hear us. And we do that. He and we do this. It's when we do this, it's called seeking God. When we meet God, he will always be right there to meet us in conference. And when we look to God and we truly just leave everything to him, radiance, the light will be shown in and on our life because we relied fully on God and set our fears to the side. Today, if you feel overwhelmed and things don't look the best, and life is unsure, ask God, what do he require of you? Express to God that fear, that fear that's resting in you or from your heart and that you need him to rest assure you that everything's going to be okay. And he will, and he will draw near to us. And there is something, that's something we can look forward to as believers and followers of Christ. Don't, we don't have to, to settle for fear. We don't have to be okay with having fear in our heart, but we must be willing to let go of it all to so we can seek him and rely on him. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to rely on you. Help us to stay focused on you. Help us to let go of fear and hold on to you. Father, it's hard to do. It's hard to let go of things that give us comfort, but we ask you to give us the comfort. We ask that you give us wisdom and knowledge to deal with our situation, please. Lord, we ask you to take our situation and show us how you want us to handle it. We love you so much and we praise you for the ups and downs in our life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the, the word today is our maker knows us. Now, I want to really elaborate on something. When the Israelites built this idol for comfort, not saying it was right, but we all result to something for comfort when we are scared. These people were scared because they didn't see Moses. They even said it in um, the end of verse 32 and 1. They said, we don't know what happened to him. They thought he had deserted them because they, he, they had got his nerves so bad. They thought, okay, he's gone. He doesn't love us. He's gone. He's not going to lead us anymore. So let's build something that's not going to lead, which is this idol. And they handmade this idol. And in their mind, even in our mind, when we make idols, whether it's people, relationships, um, things, we feel like these are things that we can connect to. And we do it out of fear because either A, we don't want to be alone, or B, we feel like this is that be all and be all of all our answers. This is going to set everything in stone for us. And it's not. But we don't realize it when we're going through the process because fear has set in and controlled us. We have to get to a point where we don't allow fear to control our actions. We don't allow fear to order our steps. We have to allow God to do it. And no, I'm not saying that your fear is small and minor that, you know, you should let go of it. You should, but I'm not rushing you. But what I am saying is that don't allow this fear that that settled in you to control you. When COVID happened, fear settled in everyone. It settled in everyone. People, you could tell in people's faces they were afraid. Older people were afraid. Honestly, my mom was afraid because she's an older woman. She was scared because she didn't want to die from something that could be prevented. And that's that's understanding for anyone. But when we allow fear to control us, we do irrational things. We put hope into things that we shouldn't. 
We can't put hope in a, in a shot. We can't put hope in a, a mask that we put over our face. We must put our hope in God. Because at the end of the day, whatever God has planned for us, we must accept it and know that he is there with us. And even the Bible verse today says, um, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. When we seek God and we tell him, hey, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. He will come right in and comfort us. We have to understand that fear is a tactic of the enemy. Fear is a spirit. And it's so easy. And, and I was reading the other day that that fear is, is the spirit of fear is one of the number one spirits that's roaming in America. And it is. Because we let fear control a lot of things we do. And we got to hold on to God because he's bigger than that fear. He's bigger than that. Even Adam, he was afraid. He was afraid once he ate the apple and he heard God coming, he hid. Yeah, it was out of shame, it was out of fear. God doesn't want us afraid of him. He wants us to respect him. He wants us to be a people that understands that he'll be there through anything, but we got to allow him to be there, which is letting go of fear and saying, okay, I have to let go of this fear. And I have to allow God in to comfort me. And he will do that. And you might not feel comfort when you pray to him. You might feel like he doesn't hear you. You might feel like you're alone. But I promise you are not alone. You're never alone. The Holy Spirit lives within you. And he walks with you every day. And he talks with you. If you're quiet your mind, you can hear him telling you, hey, don't worry about that. I got you. Um, the other day I, I failed and when I failed, I hit my head and um, a lot of people was telling me, well, you know, you could wake up and you could go sleep and die, you know, or they was giving me all this, these negative things they were saying to me. And my mom said, Lord, she said, I noticed no one said to you, I will pray for you. But one lady, when I called her, cause I, I, I couldn't deliver devotionals uh, yesterday, well, Saturday. And she said, I pray for you. She said, I pray everything be okay. And she was the only one. Fear set in a lot of people because I hit my head and I passed out for like two minutes. And everyone's giving me all these negative things. And yes, these things could happen. But at the same time, God is mighty. God is strong. I can't allow what other people say to me and what people said about this situation to set fear in me and to take my eyes off God. God is the controller of my life. He's the controller of your life. So what people say to you and what people try to do to you to get you to change or to get you to steer away from your prayer habits or your Bible reading or just a situation that you think is good because you gave it to God and they decide to tell you negative things. Don't allow those people to flood your mind with negative things because that's what the devil wants to do. And I'm not saying those people didn't care. But the first thing they wanted to do was put fear in me. I don't fear anything but God. And that's how we have to live our life every day. That we don't fear anything but God. That the situations that we deal with, that he placed them there. And that he will take care of them. That's the type of power that and authority we have in our prayer life. That wherever we ask for, God will give it to us. Wherever he wants to fix he will fix and whatever situations he wants us to go through we must endure because it's part of our journey
We have to embrace our journey, be it good or bad. Okay. Let's look at some Bible verses today. Okay. Go to Romans 8. Romans 8. Because I think I like to say this too. Um, that I like to think that what happens with a lot of people when it comes to this particular fear, that they fear things because they want comfort. They fear things because they want some something to give them that feeling of everything's going to be okay. That's why some people drink. They want this feeling of letting go of their situation. That's why people smoke. They get high to let go of the things that they're dealing with. You see what I'm saying? Illicit sex. You, you, you see what my point is for comfort. And those things can comfort you at the moment. I'm not going to lie to you. Getting drunk can comfort you. It, it will cause you where you don't feel anything. You, you're just as strong. I felt strong when I drunk. And, but I felt comfort. Because I didn't have to deal with the pain that I had inside. I didn't have to deal with being feeling unloved and unwanted. But when I woke up in the morning, that feeling was still there. A, a feeling hurt. A feeling not good enough. A feeling not loved. It was an emptiness there. And so I just drunk every day so I wouldn't feel it. And when I gave my life to God, I realized that he can take away that. And I'm not saying that some Christians, now we do have some Christians that still drink. If you drink, that's, that's between you and God. But what I'm telling you is that if you're drinking for comfort, you will never find comfort at the end of that bottle. Okay? Let's go to verse 15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive bought you bought you about your adoption to sonship. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. The Holy Spirit that we have living in us did not, does not live in us to give us fear. It, it, it does not. It, it lives in us so we can know that we're bought at a price and that we can stand against anything that the enemies can throw, throw at us. We, we don't have to walk in fear and be slaves of this, this spirit of fear because that's what we become. We become slaves to it. We do anything to, to get away from it. That We do anything that causes a barrier between us and Christ. See, the spirit that we have now when we gave our life to God gives us the power to say, I rebuke you. It gives us the authority to say, I don't have to deal with that. I rebuke you. I, I, I don't want you. I don't need you because he gave us the power and the strength and it lives in us when we activate it. When we ask God, please give me the strength to do this. Please give me the, the, the know-how and the knowledge to deal with this, to deal with the spirit that I've set in me. Because fear can settle in just like that. And when it does, it conquers and spreads so fast. Okay? Let's look at um, John 14, 27. If you have your Bibles, go to John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. This is what we were just talking about. The world, the things of the world, the, the items of the world can give you peace. 
but it cannot give you the peace that God can give you. It cannot give you the comfort that God can give you. See, when they built that idol, even though they built it, for some reason in their mind, and in our mind, when we have these idols, it automatically gives us comfort. But when we peel it back, we, we rip off the band-aid, the wound is still there. We just covered it with band-aid, which is our idols. We got to stop covering emotional hurt with band-aids, bandage of idleness, bandage of fear. We have to stop. We have to rip off the band-aid and say, God, this is my wound. This is why I've been covering up. Can you heal it? Can you show me a way to heal it? And he would do that. A lot of times in our life, the wounds that we carry, we carry them because we want to. Yes, I'm, I'm going to say that. A lot of people are like, no, I gave this to God. It just haven't removed. No, you're still carrying it. I'm still carrying If I'm carrying wounds, which I don't think I am, but let's just say I am. If I'm still carrying it, it's because I want to. God wants to heal us from everything, including fear. But he can't heal us if we're not willing to say, this is what I'm dealing with. It's almost like going to therapy. When I first started therapy, um, when I, was, when I was going, the lady was like, you have to be honest in here. And you have to tell me the truth. She said, don't sugarcoat to tell me the truth. And I was thinking to myself, lady, me telling you the truth isn't going to fix this. And so I went in there with an open mind. I went in there. I said, you know, these are the things I'm dealing with, blah, blah, blah. And she was able to help me redirect. That's her job. Some of us might have to go to therapy. Now, I'm not saying do not take that job from God. Always pray to God. But some of us might need to go to therapy. Some of us might need to go to counseling. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a weak Christian. A lot of people think going to counseling, going to therapists is a wrong thing and that you're a Christian, you shouldn't go. No, that's why those people are placed there is to help you. God might be directing you to go. Don't ignore that you have to go to therapy. But don't ignore God when you go to therapy. That's the thing. We have to stop relying on other people. Us going to therapy is not relying on God. I mean, not relying on that therapist. It's us having help. You see what I'm saying? Ask God, God, do you want me to go to therapy? If that's true, show me what therapist. And you will place someone in your life that can help you. But don't let that therapist take your take God's place in your life. And that's what we do. We, we let pills, we let um, therapists, we let our spouses take that place. And they shouldn't. It's okay to have a spouse. It's okay to have a therapist. It's okay to take medication to for your anxiety, for your depression. But don't make that the thing that, oh, when I got on pills, that helped me. No. When I relied on God, that helped me. When I allowed, when I seek God, that's what helped me. When I read my word, that's what helped me. When I got on my knees and prayed, that's what helped me. Those are the things that will help you, not a therapist. They can only guide you so far. You see what I'm saying? True breakthrough is when we break through our fear and connect with God. That's where true breakthrough lies. Go to Revelations 2. Revelations 2. Verse 10. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some, some of you in prison to test you. 
and will suffer prosecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death. I will give you life as your victor and crown. No, a lot, this scripture is for something else, but I wanted to point out. It says, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. If you are suffering in life, if your life has gotten so heavy that you feel like every day is something, every day is a discomfort, every day is a problem, know that he says that I will give you life as a victor. He will give us life over anything we have a problem with. He will find an escape. He will find a door for us to escape. He will show us what we need to do. Yes, I know some of us have kids. I don't, but you know, some of us have kids and we worry when they go to school. Some of us have jobs and we worry when we go to work. But take that worry, take that frustration, go before God. Let God give you the comfort that you need. Because at the end of the day, their life, your life is in his hands. And he can change anything. He can help you through anything. But we must let go of the comforts of life. Some of us have uh, eat out of comfort. Some of us shop out of comfort. We have to stop doing that. We have to get down to the problem and say, this is why I eat for comfort. This is why I, I spend a cup of comfort. This is why I drink for comfort. This is why I smoke weed for comfort. We have to stop doing these things to find comfort because God wants to comfort us. And he don't want to do it sometimes. He wants to do it all the time. He wants to be in our life. He wants us to be vulnerable with him. We have to start being vulnerable. Um, when, when the Holy Spirit had me to write this, he said that this devotional is targeted towards people that find comfort in things so they won't feel fear. So if, you, if you're fearful of, of what could happen in your future, God can give you comfort. He can show you what your life is going to be like and how he wants you to conduct your life. But we have to be the ones that get on our knees and pray. Prayer is the quickest thing to relieve fear. Because he doesn't give us a spirit of fear above a sound mind. And he can only give us that sound mind when we seek him. Because when we seek him, we will find peace. It says a, a man's mind that stays on me will find peace. We will find peace when we seek him. We will find peace when we keep our mind on him. Because we set our things, our mind above. Okay? I hope you all enjoyed this devotional. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot and um, helped me deal with a lot of things that I have going on with my life. And I just pray that you find comfort in him. Um, remember, Jesus loves you. And I love you too. Okay, bye.